Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I just ask that you will help me to speak exactly what you want me to share this morning. Thank you for your spirit and your presence that has been here so deeply and richly in Jesus' name. How many enjoyed David's message last week? It was wonderful. And so, you know, I'm going to say this is what preachers do. I was sitting back there thinking, this is a wonderful message, but David, you really need to explain what the different gifts are. But, of course, that wasn't what he was preaching. He was preaching about service. He was preaching about our service using our gifts, which is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. And so when pastor asked me if I would like to share, I thought, well, yay, now I get to do what I was thinking about. So turn to 1 Corinthians 12, and I think David read out of Romans. There are three different places where it talks about spiritual gifts, and I'm not going to be able to get to all of them today, so I'm going to stick with 1 Corinthians 12. So in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the different gifts of the Spirit. And David was talking about our service as we find out what God has called us to do and how we work that out in the church and in different places. But a lot of times we just assume that people know what things are. And so this is going to be more of a teaching than a preaching, I think. You never know with me. But anyway, so I wanted to just jump right in because let me check my time, okay, um, because I can get going and forget the time. But I just remember, I wanted to share with you guys that I heard uh, Kenneth Hagin one time say that God began to move on him and he began to pray for the Lord to move in the greater gifts. This was before the healing move in the 40s and 50s. He said that he would spend hours in prayer talking to the Lord about greater gifts. And he meant working of miracles, gift of faith, gifts of healings, but all of the gifts. And they did come in, and it was a tremendous time. I remember my father talking about they used to pile everybody they could get in the car before the days of seatbelts and so forth. And he said one time he rode to one of these meetings. I mean, we're talking like days to get there, sitting on the floorboard of the car, leaning up against the door because all the other seats were taken. And that was how much hunger there was. And those were the days of William Branham and Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin and different ministries that operated in tremendous giftings. And so my dad, I remember he told me one time that he began to have this burden of prayer come upon him and he would find himself on the floor praying in tongues and sometimes hours had passed. Now my father could pray in tongues for hours and it came out as a rolling, rolling sound and that's what I grew up hearing. So that's why I pray that way because that was how I was taught. So the last time that I spoke, I spoke about being filled with the Spirit. 
So I'm not going to talk about that today because this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do with those that he's filled with the Spirit. And so I myself, even though I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and I've mentioned this before, we had Brother W.L. Clark that was used in Word of Knowledge, and Sister Shelley would prophesy, and Sister Smith would prophesy, and they were used in gifts of healings. And I remembered that as a kid, but nobody ever told me I could do that. And so if you don't know, then you don't do it. Because you have to have a knowledge and a desire, the Bible says, to covet the best gifts. And so it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I was at the Ark Coffee House in Plant City, Florida. And we were praying and worshiping and singing. And all of a sudden, I began to pray out in tongues. And I still remember it. And I just got louder and louder and louder, and everybody else got quieter and quieter and quieter. And I just, I just kept praying out, got louder and louder and louder, and all of a sudden I realized everybody else was quiet, so I quit. And when I did, somebody interpreted it. That's, that interpreted it. And so I was kind of like, oh, because I had felt something different when I was praying out that way, but I wasn't aware that I was actually giving an utterance in tongues, which needed to be interpreted. I think my friend Maddie interpreted it. She's always had my back. And so um, anyway, that was my first time to ever be used in a gift of the spirit that I know of. Now, I did have dreams when I was younger, and actually in the dreams, I was receiving word of knowledge. I didn't know that. Nobody ever told me. I dreamed that my grandpa was sick. Twice I dreamed that. So finally I called home, and I'm like, is grandpa sick? And they said yes. And I was like, oh, I dreamed that. You see, that was a word of knowledge. I didn't know it. So I want to start out with the word of knowledge. By the way, I'm going to give a plug. I'm teaching a prophetic class after church today. Thank you, David. Um, and so then we also have a prophetic team on the first Sunday of every month. And we begin to learn a lot of these things. And people that have never prophesied or never had any experience or didn't realize that they were doing it have begun to operate in these gifts because they're open for all of us, not just an elite, not just a few, but for all of us. So the word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Spirit concerning certain facts in the mind of God. Did you ever know, like what you were saying, uh, Pamela, about God's timing? And also, when you receive a prophetic word, a lot of times it doesn't address what you think is important. And the same thing with the word of knowledge. Concerning certain facts in the mind of God relating to people, places, or things. And it's a word of knowledge. It's not all knowledge. God gave Solomon a specific type of knowledge. But this is just 
one bit of knowledge. The other day, my friend Maria was over at my house, and I was talking about the word of knowledge. And so I said, Maria, this name, does it mean anything to you? And I gave her a name, and she said, yes, it's so, so, so. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, that was all I got. I didn't get anything about the person. I just got that name, but it meant something to Maria. Now, this is oftentimes the word of knowledge opens up the door. When people receive a word of knowledge, it opens up the door for them for other gifts to operate. Many times the word of knowledge and prophecy work together. And so this is past or present. This is past or present. Because the word of wisdom, which works right along with the word of knowledge, is a supernatural re revelation by the Spirit of God concerning the divine purpose in the mind and will of God. Now, the thing is that a lot of times people will speak out the word of knowledge, and that's a fact. But then we need to go further and look at what God is saying is his will and purpose in the person's life. Why did they receive the word of knowledge? To get their attention. So that God could speak into their life what his will and purpose is for their life. Now there's a guy named Freddie Clark, still alive. Real unusual character. I think he and his wife had 12 kids. And um, they all are musical. As a matter of fact, if you go online and type in the Clark Brothers or something like that, it'll all come up and you can see this blue, uh, what's it called, bluegrass band. And they're, they're very good. They're very good. So Freddie's group would get up and they'd play. And then Freddie was one of the most accurate word of knowledge people that I ever knew. And then he would just, what we say, read your mail. Bam, 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 you know. And he did it to me more than once. But this one night, he called me out. One time he told me, he said, you wished you were a man because you think you're not able to do the things that God's called you to do. That was really a very true word to me because I did. I had been like, Lord, why didn't you make me a man so that I could accomplish what you have called me to do? But God decided that it would be more fun to have a five-foot, you know, kind of silly girl <laughs> do the things that he wanted me to do. And so... The word of wisdom, he called me out this night and he said, there was something you were supposed to do three years ago. You didn't do it. God's giving you another chance. And I was like, what? I had no idea. So I had to go count back and figure out where I was three years before. And my brother had asked me to travel with him. And I'd said, no, David, I was working at Masterpiece Gardens. I'm going to make a lot of money this summer, and I'm going to da-da-da-da-da, and I just don't have time to travel with you this summer. He was a tent evangelist, by the way. And, um, and so I didn't go. And that was where one of the worst summers of my life. I almost was bit, bitten by a big rattlesnake. And I... Um, also, there was a murder out where I worked that summer, and then whenever I finally quit for the summer, they didn't pay me all the money they owed me. It was just that kind of summer. You know why? Because I was out of the will of God. 
But anyway, so it wasn't until Freddie spoke that to me that, um, that I realized that I went back and I thought about it. So I was like, okay, I need to travel with my brother because he was still doing it. He and his wife and three kids, and they would go up north and preach in tents, and, and it was a lot of fun. And so I went to my brother, and he was putting a tent up in Lake Wales holding a meeting, and I was like, hey, David. And he was like, hey, Marty. He'd always ask me if I wanted to go, always, and he didn't ask me. And I hung around all day long, and he didn't ask me. So I got in the car, and I was driving off, and I was crying. And I said, but Lord, I'm trying to do what I didn't do, and I missed it. And David didn't ask me. And he was like, turn your car around. So I turned my car around, and I'm like, David, you didn't ask me to travel with you, and I feel like that I'm supposed to. He's like, you turned me down 12 times, you know. I wasn't going to ask you again. And he said, of course you can. And I went with them that year. And I learned to play the bass. You didn't know that, did you? And I sang with David and his family. And uh, I heard my brother preach. And I still preach some of his messages that I got on that trip. And I met people who still support the ministry. You see, God knew what he was doing. And Freddie Clark had that word of knowledge and word of wisdom that helped me to see God's plan for my life. And so this word of wisdom can also be used to call people into the ministry. Because when you see the giftings on the mirror, you're seeing God's purpose and plan for their life. And so you lay hands on them and you say, I feel like that the Lord is, has, is speaking to me that you have a pastoral anointing or you have this kind of anointing. That's the word of wisdom because the Lord is showing you his plans and purposes for that person's life. Some of you have done that and you didn't even know that you were using the word of wisdom. You see, a lot of you here have been operating in gifts without even realizing that you were operating in the gifts because you've already had times when you knew something, but you didn't realize it was a word of knowledge. And sometimes that you've sent something and you didn't realize that it was discerning of spirits or whatever. So... The thing is that anybody can move in these. I remember when I was down in Nicaragua for one of our anniversaries, and my half-sister, Debbie, who had never operated in any of the gifts of the Spirit, was there, and I spoke on the word of knowledge, and I gave uh, an activation, which if I have time later, I'll give the activation of how to get a word of knowledge. And she received a word of knowledge about someone with a heart problem. I think I've shared this story. And the lady came up for prayer. I made Debbie pray for her. The lady was healed completely. First time that she had ever had a word of knowledge. And she was weeping and crying because it touched her so deeply. Now, I know the Lord has used me in different gifts, but I think... The only time that I ever believed that it was working of miracles was when we were having the Holly Street revival every night, 
and everybody was coming and praying and seeking the Lord, and we were praying for healing. And there was a, a woman that had come, and uh, Jenny's daughter asked me if I would pray for her. So I said, as soon as they release the teams, I will. And when I laid my hands on this woman, I felt a measure of faith that I had never felt before. And I commanded her. I commanded her. Her hand was, was uh, unable to use her leg. And I commanded her. I said, grip my hand. And she did. And then I said, lift your leg. And she did. And the look on her face, probably the look on my face too, was she, the whole rest of the service, she just kept doing this. You know, and she was healed. And so God wants us as a people to operate in the different gifts. He gave them to us. He gave them to us. And he, we're praying for God to move. Well, let's get specific. Because sometimes we pray generally, but God is wanting us to begin to operate in these different gifts very specifically. He has different gifts at different times for different people. You know, people say, well, what are the best gifts? Well, the one you need at the moment. You know, that's the best gift because you need it right then. And whatever the Holy Spirit, sometimes I love working with teams because with teams you get different gifts that come out and operate and you flow together and it's so much fun. All right, so the gifts of healing, gifts of healings. It's not the gift of healing, it's the gifts of healings because there are so many ways that God heals and so many uh different dimensions of healing. And so I, uh, Brother Hagen again says that there are some people that will seem like they're used primarily in one way, like they will get cancers healed. And then my dad had a ministry in Japan where over 400 people were healed of deafness. And he always had a ministry. That was the first miracle he ever had. And I don't know if that's why. He was in Lake Wales. He put a tent up, and he had a sign up that said, Signs and Wonders. And uh, so the first night, someone came, and he said he prayed for them and prayed for them and prayed for them and rubbed the hair off their head. And he, he didn't get it. He didn't the person didn't receive the healing. And so the second night, maybe... Well, anyway, the second night, someone else came, and Daddy prayed for him, and they were healed. Because daddy went out and prayed all day. That's just the way he did things. He used to climb up in the trees in Nicaragua and pray all day. And now we rent little hotel rooms, you know. I'm, ju I'm just saying. I'm, I am my daddy's daughter, but not that much. Um, so the gifts of healings is to deliver the sick and destroy the works of the devil in the human body. Jesus was anointed to heal the sick and go about doing good deeds. And so we are supposed to be like him. Now we have in the Bible, we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's, that's a fact. Whether you have any anointing that you sense or whether you feel like you've got this gift, it doesn't matter. 
all believers can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Hallelujah. Amen. And all of us should do it. And I know that there are many people that are now operating strongly in the gifts of healing who said that they laid hands on a lot of people before they actually saw the, the healings begin to come in anointing. And so don't give up. Don't give up. I have had times when I have really seen the anointing of God and healings in different meetings that I have been leading. And then there's other times when, for whatever reason, you feel like you're struggling. Well, you still have faith. So you just do it anyway. And I've laid hands on people when I didn't feel anything. And they were healed. It's nice to feel it, okay? It's nice to have that anointing. But you do it anyway because the Word of God says it. All right. Now, there are different gifts and healings in different ministries. So then working of miracles. I did my notes kind of rapidly, so they're sort of um, all here. Okay, I want to look up the um, working of miracles. Hallelujah. Okay. Somewhere on here. All right, well, the working of miracles, like I said, when I prayed for that uh, lady that had the stroke, I believe that was working of miracles, that there is a supernatural faith that goes along with working of miracles that enables you to believe God. Uh, I'm still trying to find that because I know I wrote it down. Please excuse me. Okay, so anyway... Um, the working of miracles is different than the gifts of healing because that is a miracle that the person couldn't receive healing for, like blindness and, he and uh, deafness and other things that your body just doesn't heal. God made us so that our bodies would heal, but the working of miracles works a miracle. And it's not just limited to healing. Um, I've told you the story of when we were on the boat and the storm came up and we lost our engine and really and truly I believe it was angels that turned us around. I believe that was a working of miracles on our behalf. And along with those comes the gift of faith, which is the power gift. These are the power gifts. Okay. I, when I teach, I want to be nice and structured. But, you know, then I start preaching and I forget. Uh, <laughs> so, because there's three vocal gifts, okay, prophecy, uh, message in tongues, and interpretation of tongues, and I'll try to get to those. There, and um, there's a lot of material here, and I probably am not going to get to everything this morning, okay. Um, but, and then there's three power gifts, the working of miracles, the gift of faith, and gifts of healing. And these are the ones that Brother Hagen and my dad were praying for. The greater gifts in the sense that right now we're having a lot of prophecy in this church. We're having a lot of people prophesy. We're having a lot of prophetic words go forth. It's wonderful. I love it. But the, the thing is that we can move on to what I would call the greater gifts. 
Let's move on to the working of miracles. Let's move into the gifts of healing strongly. Let's begin to operate in the gift of faith, which is the faith to receive a miracle. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? He had the faith to receive a miracle that those lions would not hurt him. I don't know about you, but that's a measure of faith that I wouldn't mind having if I were in a lion's den, right? We want to have this kind of faith. There are times in your life when all of a sudden you have faith that's a level above what your natural faith is. We all have faith because we had to have faith to be saved. And then we had to have faith for other things. But the gift of faith that we believe God in such a way that he honors our word as though it was his. And he brings it to pass. He brings it to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul Yonggi Cho, David Yonggi Cho, he just passed away. Mighty man of God, and he had the gift of faith to believe God to build that church in that place, and everybody said it was impossible. And so we need to ask the Lord, Lord, I want the gift of faith. Come on, let's just ask him, Lord, I want the gift of faith. Lord, I want the gift of faith. I want to believe for the impossible. I want to receive the impossible. I want to begin to move out of my comfort zone and move in to what you have. Hallelujah. 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 Whoo, glory to God. All right. Whoo. Prophecy. So I'm teaching on prophecy, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that right now. But it's supernatural utterance in a known tongue. Now, all of the gifts are supernatural. You know, sometimes we just think, well, you know, he's a wise person or whatever. No, these are supernatural. These are given by the Holy Spirit to us. They're specific gifts that the Lord wants us to receive and move in. And if there's anybody here that you're thinking, well, it's not for me. I'm telling you right now. Don't tell me who you are. I'll smack you. All right. They're for all of us. That, I get that from hanging around Mary. You know, I really wouldn't smack you. I would encourage you. I would encourage you, yes, you can. Do not allow the enemy to lie to you to tell you that you cannot operate in these gifts. But what we call simple prophecy is to edify, exhort, and comfort. And uh, we can all, the Bible says that we can all prophesy. We can all prophesy. And so then what happens, you say, yes, but that person, they're not just edifying, exhorting, or comforting. And maybe, they, maybe they've moved into an office of a prophet, and they're bringing forth a word of uh, wisdom and a word of knowledge along with their prophetic word, which deepens the prophetic word and brings other information in. And we want that. We want to have, we want to have. Just, I mean, I love edification, exhortation, and comfort. But I also love it when somebody comes to me and tells me something and says, the Lord wants you to know so, 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 and it just speaks to my heart deeply because they had a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. 
Mary, did you have a word of knowledge last night at 4 o'clock? She woke up and started praying for me last night at 4 o'clock because she, did, she didn't know what, but that's because I was asked to preach early this morning. Well, early for me, um, you know, those of you that know me, it's about 8 o'clock. So anyway, she knew. She woke up and began to pray for me. Would you, what would you call that? Would you call that a word of knowledge? Okay. So she had a word of knowledge, woke her up 4 o'clock, and she began to pray for me. And I felt those prayers. Now, the difference between a public tongue and a prayer language is that we can all pray in the prayer language at any time. And the, the public tongues is an utterance that God gives us. The gift of tongues is a supernatural utterance by the Holy Spirit in a language never learned by the speaker, nor understood by the mind of the speaker, unless God shows you, nor necessarily understood by the hearer. This can be something, it can be, it, it can be when we speak in tongues publicly, there needs to be an interpretation of the tongue most of the time, unless there's extenuating circumstances. And it can be a praise to God, or it can be like a word of prophecy to the people. Sam used to give words of uh, utterances of tongues in the church. He was, and he was, it was always so shocking to people that weren't used to it, but it was always brought a blessing. You see, I grew up hearing tongues and interpretation in my church. We don't want to lose what God is doing. We don't want to uh, think, well, they're not important anymore. So the interpretation is the supernatural showing forth by the Spirit the meaning of an utterance in other tongues. Now, my friend Sally down in Costa Rica, she used to get these little songs in the Spirit, and for a long time, she would sing out in the service with this song, and I would get the interpretation. Bam, I got it every time. So then I'd sing out the interpretation. Until such time as the Lord told me, it's time for Sally to begin to interpret her own songs, and then it quit. I never did get the interpretation after that. I'm like, Sally, now it's up to you. She said, Marty, what's the interpretation? And I said, what do you think is the interpretation? And she gave it. And I said, now you know. So now you do it. Because you see, we're supposed to grow in these gifts. We're supposed to develop. You know, we can be used in one. Well, don't settle for that. I don't know about you, but I'm a greedy gut. I want it all. Now, in this particular portion, there's nine gifts of the Spirit. How many do I want? All. 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 I'm not going to settle for less. Okay. Now, the, the thing is that when we look at the gifts, there are the gifts and then there's the service with the gifts. This is what David was talking about last week. He was talking about how do we serve the church with our gifts. Now, I ran across something interesting that I thought was interesting. I'm going to share it with you, and then I'll try to cover the rest of the gifts in two minutes. Okay. John G. Lake had a gift of revelation, but his main service was healing. William Branham was used in the word of knowledge, but his 
main service was healing. Go online. You can look up William Branham. Watch him. The other night, Maria and I were watching him with the words of knowledge. It was so interesting. He would say, this person right here, and your name is so-and-so, and you live on this street. And Maria goes, oh, don't tell where she lives. I said, baby, this was 70 years ago. It's okay. That's okay. And, and this is your phone number, and this and this. And then he said, do you believe that I'm a prophet? And if you believe that I'm a prophet, you'll receive your healing. And that was how he operated. But his gift was word of knowledge, not healing. I mean, God obviously used him in healing. But what I'm saying is that your gift, your, this is why there's differences of administration. Because we can all have the same gift here, and it's all going to look different from each other. Because we're going to administer it differently. All right. So let me close up on this because I have a minute. So I didn't get to, I don't think I got to, um, discerning of spirits. All right. When we discern spirits, we first of all need to discern the Lord. We need to discern the Holy Spirit. We need to discern what God is doing. We need to discern the flow of the Spirit. And then we need to discern angels. We need to discern the human spirit. And then we need to discern other spirits. But we don't need to go there first. We're Holy Spirit people. Holy Spirit should be our first thing we do to begin to discern the Holy Spirit. So honestly, guys, I don't know if I covered everything, but my time is up. So I'm just going to pray over you guys right now. Lord, the gifts of the Spirit are ours. Just raise your hands and receive right now. Lord, the three vocal gifts, prophecy, tongues, interpretation. Lord, the power gifts, gift of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healing, and... Ooh, the doing gifts. Nope, those are the doing gifts. Okay. Hallelujah. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Hallelujah, the revelation gifts. Lord, I ask that we will have more revelation in the church. Lord, I ask that we will begin to perceive things. Lord, that we will open up our spiritual eyes, our spiritual ears, even you know, Lord, that we can begin to know what you're saying and go in the Spirit, in the flow of the Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we want more of you. We want more of you, Lord. We want all of these gifts in operation. And we thank you and we praise you in your precious name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you want more um, details, I'm teaching a prophetic class. All right, so Lord, thank you for all these people, and we're dismissed in Jesus' name.